It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And folks, this one is going to be about um, what I... Or we're going to be previewing the game against uh, UNC women's basketball as well as uh, I've been challenged to be nice to our men's team for a whole episode. And I said, I flatly can't do that. I flat There are not enough silver linings in the world with what we're seeing to give you 25 to 30 minutes plus of all nice things about the men's basketball team. That's not a reality. And... With that reality, or with that fact being known, with us now living in reality, I think that I'll be good to give um, to give you know a, a second segment of niceties to the men's team, okay? Because again, I am a man of the people, and my listeners have told me, well, you may be being hypercritical of the men's basketball team, so okay, all right, I'll let it go, I'll. I'll, or not let it go, but I'll go ahead and be nice for the second segment. But we're going to start this thing off about talking about the uh, the game against UNC that is coming today. Now, the question is, what are we going to see out of this game? Because the reality is that our women's team has been very good for the last few years, and yet we have not beat we have not beaten um, the University of No Consequences once. On their home court. We have not done it. However, however, I'm thinking that this is the year. Uh, Coach Bangard got there. Her first season was the 2019-2020 um, season. And we beat them 76-68 uh, January 26. But two weeks before that on the road, we lost 66-60 to them. 
So now, that was two pretty close games, and you go forward to last year, and we saw uh, we saw a a situation where we had again beaten them at home and pretty handily, might I add, um, eighty two to sixty three during the play for K game. But before that, on the road, we lost sixty nine seventy six. Okay, so earlier this year. We got a huge dominating win. Of course, Coach Bangard said what she said about our little gym. And, and so we ran them up out of the little gym, 72 to 45, in a game in which we won the first quarter 24 to 7. Did not lose a single quarter in that game, but we won the first quarter 24 to 7. So is this more of the same? Is this more of we dominate at home, lose on the road to to uh, the girls in baby blue. Is that what I'm, is that what we're seeing or is this something new? I am under the thought that this is something new for a multitude of reasons, for a multitude of reasons. First of all, I don't believe that you can beat this NC State team with just one player. That's, that's not, that's not how this thing is going to work at all. Not a single game this year has any team beat NC State without multiple players scoring over 15 points? You look at uh, Georgia, Sarah Ashley Barker, 16. Q Morrison, or Quay, Quay Morrison, 20. Jenna Stady, 21. And even then, we all know about the call at the end of regulation. That was very interesting, to say the least. And you go to the, um, the South Carolina game. They only had one player over 17, but they held us to 57 points. So it's it's a little bit easier to win in that way. But even still, there were multiple players who did some damage on the scoreboard. Isaiah Cook with 17, Destiny Henderson with 14. Um, the, the reality is that game to me was very different in that we had a situation where, yes, we brought a lot of players back. But one of the players that is key to our operation, key to what we do now in Diamond Johnson, was playing her first game, and that was by far her worst game of the season. If we look at what Diamond Johnson is and what she has done on this season as a whole, last year she was 50-40-90. I said this year we need to completely ignore that game against, um, against South Carolina because she is not a player. She shot terribly in that game. Since that game, she's 44% from the field, 42% from three, 78%, well, 79% uh, at the free throw line. So the reality is the, the team that we have and what we're rolling with now, that's the first reason. I don't think that they have enough outside of, of Deja Kelly to get the job done. I just don't. I'm sorry, but I have not seen... Anything out of them that is impressive against really good teams. And, and you could talk about, well, in the last game that they played, um, they played Duke and they ran them up off the court. But that Duke team was, to say that they had uh, some some attrition there, to say that they had some injuries there is is an understatement by a mile, by a mile. So, again, the, the question becomes, why do I think, um, why do I think that this team this uh, NC State team is, is going to, you know, have a, a good game and, and win it. 
as I've already said, the books are cooked for this uh, UNC team to a certain degree. They beat a lot of teams. They have not beaten a lot of good teams. And again, even if we're talking about that Duke game, exponentially more points were missing from that team, not, not even including their head coach. We're missing from that game. So, you know, for, for them to get a, a blowout win there, big time. But, you know, it, it just doesn't eh, – it's, it's tough there. And, of course, in their last – all right, so after their game against us, because they came into the game against us undefeated, right? Okay, so from the game where they played us forward, they are 500. They lost to us. They lost to Notre Dame. They lost to Georgia Tech. In that same span, they beat Virginia Tech, they beat Virginia, they beat Duke. Now, Virginia is objectively a very bad team. Virginia, bad team. There's there's no way around that. Their women's basketball program is kind of a mess. And I love Tina Thompson. That's she was a great player, did great things while she was there. The reality or did great things while she was playing. The reality is they're a mess. They're a mess. The Virginia Tech team that they beat, that's a better team. That's a quality team that can, you know, give teams a run for their money if they're if they're having a good day. But in that game against uh in that game against against them, they just came out flat and they got ran up off the court. That's the reality. So with that being said, we can acknowledge that there are things that would make this game difficult. Okay? And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. There's no way around that. The first thing is Deja Kelly is the, the to me, she's a player that the way to beat this UNC team more or less is to, and I'm going to channel another UNC great here, uh, is to hit her with the Jordan rules, quote unquote, right? Like, hey, I'm going to take away what you do best. And by the way, I'm going to make your teammates beat me. I'm going to make your teammates beat me because while Todd Williams has been better in spots, while Utsby has shown out in spots, they have not shown the ability as a unit to in big games, in games that matter, do play, play this thing out. Well, they haven't shown that. And against Westmore's defenses against his schemes in which he is always tinkering and always drawing up something just a little bit different that to the, to the, untrained eye you wouldn't notice the difference in the way that they're playing certain things but he always finds a way to force teams best players into bad situations for example even in last game Daisy Kelly put up 21 points right no oh 21 points on 8 to 24 shooting not a terrible game not a terrible game by any means four turnovers for her Utsby put up 12 on three attempts shooting again not terrible 12 rebounds good six turnovers between Utsby and Kelly last game, 10 turnovers. They had 17 as a team and four assists. I know that they're going to be motivated. I know that they're going to be pissed off. So that is another thing that, you know, this team is going to be ultra motivated. But, but I have faith and belief in our women's team that they're they're going to rise to the challenge and they're going to meet this team with a vim and vigor to finally get over that hump, to finally beat uh, bang hard at home because again getting over the hump in uh, the tournament is not something that happens by osmosis you need to clean up the little things that you did wrong in the past that allowed yourself to lose in the sweet 16 
that allowed yourself to be put out earlier than everybody thought you should have been when you had a one seat. You need to get those together, and I believe that this team will do so. I believe that this team will do so. So who knows? I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see how this thing goes down, all right? And another thing I'm ready to see is my listeners saving money with Get Upside. Wolfpack Nation, this is the incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It is called Get Upside. Some listeners are already earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE. Again, just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 cash back a year, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or any other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So, here is the portion of the show where I am going to be nice to our men's basketball team because, again, I've been challenged to do so, and people who know me know that I love a challenge. They know that I love a challenge, and so they have challenged me to be um, nice to our team and talk about, uh, you know, what what it is that I've seen that I can say, hey, we can go forward with this, and we can be good with this. And, and you know, this is a team that right now is is 10 and 12, and if you're talking conference play, I mean, it It gets even worse. It, it's <sighs> second to last in the conference. Three and eight in conference play. Ten and 12 overall. Okay. So, I'm talking silver linings here because I, I want to say we got about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, we got nine games left on the season. Okay. What... So the question is, what are the things that, you know, make me think, hey, well, we we have something to work with here. Okay. So here's the first thing. Here's the first thing that gives me hope. Darian Sebron has not shot the ball at a high enough clip to make me 100% certain that he is leaving. He could leave and go to the NBA. I think he'd be a lottery pick right now. I, I do. But. If he comes back next year, develops a shot, develops a shot next year, man, not only is the ACC in trouble, but he's going to make himself an instant millionaire. I'm. This is no ifs, ands, or buts about this. No no funny business whatsoever. If Darian Sebron comes back next year, he shoots the ball well, and he uh, defends at a little bit higher of a level. Because I don't think he's a bad defender. I think there's another level for a guy like him that is wiry, strong, has length. I think there's another level there for him. If he gets to that level defensively, combined with a shot, I think we're looking at a top 10 pick next year. 
I think we're looking at a top 10 pick. We know he can finish. His ball handling skills, uh, they're all right. Not great, not terrible. They're all right. His playmaking skills, slightly above average for a wing. Slightly above average. But with that being said, if he develops that shot, if he is defending at a level where, you know, we we start to see him when it's winning time take on other teams' best scores perimeter-wise, I'm going to tell you, this is no no ifs, ands, or buts about this. Not a single, he's going to be a very highly regarded prospect next year. That's the re- That's the hope. That's the hope. Okay? That's the hope. The next silver lining, I've already talked about this, but a lot of our problems will be in theory, they, they will in theory have some clarity and answers next year. What do I mean by that? One of our problems right now is that our guards um, are not very gr- very good at creating offense for others. Well, in comes Robert Dillingham, a guy that he knows, hey, that's going to be your role here. Again, it, and it, this is counting on C. Brown coming back, but if you get C. Brown back, Smith back, Marcel back, the, the reality is you're looking at a situation where um, these guys surrounded by a really good playmaker could set this league on fire because they, they have that type of talent. They have that type of ability. These are good players here. This isn't a, a, a really just a terrible roster top to bottom. That's not the case. But, again, we, we're, we're going to have to, um, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to make something happen and, and take next steps with the players that we already have from this year to next. Because last year, the players that we saw that gave us hope last year, it's it's terrible. It's what we've seen. Again, Shaq Moore transferred. Nothing we can do about that. Cam Hayes regressed. We need, we need better there. I don't know what happened with the lack of development or, or whatever the case may be, but you know, and you don't, Obviously, the players play a part in it. So you don't want to say, oh, it's the coaching staff and, it's, you know, this is just the coach. Jalen Gibson, same thing. It, except we didn't see anything that gave, like, super thoughts of, like, oh, this is a super prominent player last year. But still, you would hope to see better than what you've been seeing. So with that being said, um, the reality becomes clear that this team is bringing in some folks to adge- address the problems of this year. And, of course... The idea is you get Manny back, you get Ross back, helps out with the front court. Dewana has been really good. Dewana is one man. He's one man. Ebenezer Dewana is one man. He needs help as far as bigs go. He needs help as far as when he gets in foul trouble and when he gets exhausted. Somebody can come in and give him a blow that can be serviceable or better. Again, we have made a lot of guys who are um, completely mid, completely average, look like just, oh my Lord, this is this is the big of all bigs because we don't have size. So the, the solution or the belief is we're going to have folks coming back that are going to uh, help out with that. The next silver lining that we are going to talk about is the fact that we saw a very similar situation from the football team around about the same time 
endurance tenure here at NC State. Lots of injuries. Everything that Murphy's Law, everything that could go wrong, did go wrong. And then all of a sudden, out of that rose a really good team because players that probably shouldn't have been playing as much had to play big minutes. Players were in positions where um, that it was uncomfortable. It wasn't fun. It wasn't the, the feeling of losing. If you're a competitor, it does not discourage you. It motivates you. And the belief is, even if we don't have the most talented guys in the world, Coach Keats has at least bought in a lot of competitors. Bought in a lot of guys who want to do whatever it takes to win. So with that being said, getting in the offseason, getting in the lab in the offseason, you come up better than what you've had already, better than what you've been already. That's the reality. That's what the hope is. That's what the hope is, and that's what the uh, silver lining is, okay? So... At this point, I, I think I've given all the silver linings I could find. I mean, the the fact of the matter is simple. This is a tough year. This is a bad year. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. One more. One more. This team, obviously, uh, for most of the for the majority of the games, they fought really hard. But that's about it. So, with that being said, those are silver linings. This team is not giving in and just done a bunch of things where, hey, they're playing poorly. They don't care anymore. And, um, of course, they're developing terrible habits. This team, but I, the only problem with that is I was saying that same thing last year around this time. Where they went on that little surge that got them into the NIT. I was saying the same thing. And, and the reality is, you don't want to live in that land of, hey, you know, you try really hard. So, yeah, the, the reality of what we're seeing out of these teams, out of what we're seeing out of this men's team, is simple. The hope is that they learn from all these losses, that they learn from all these struggles, they get better, and they make it happen. They get better and they they learn and grow from this. And of course, Terquavian Smith and how well he's been playing is is a revelation. Absolutely, uh, a, a thing that you don't expect a true freshman to come in, um, especially a guy who wasn't a five star to come in and, and do this. That is that is what you're you're hanging your hat on as well because that's why I said Dillingham coming in with the scores that he has around him. That is is going to be something to see. To learn from a defender like Breon Pass, who honestly I think should be playing more, that'll be something good to see. That'll be something that is absolutely good to see there, all right? So, again, not going to lie to you and tell you, oh, yeah, this thing is perfect, this thing is good to see. It's not. It's not. It's, it's tough to watch. But, you know, again, I've done my job. I've done my niceties. Okay, so I don't want to hear anybody else say I've said nothing good about this team. That I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. C. Brown is taking a huge leap. Dequavian Smith has been a revelation. This team should grow and learn from this. There you go. There you go. Okay, I, I've I've chewed that pill, and that's that's that on that. But one thing that I never have to just choke down is Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions are maybe still in effect. They may be fading out, but you get the point. With that being said, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And if your New Year's resolution have anything to do with getting fit, getting healthier, eating better, Built Bar is the bar that will help you do it. It helps you stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that can be chalky or waxier. Just be hard to choke down. You want to eat healthy, but sometimes it gets boring and you're wondering where the chocolate at. Well, it's covering Built Bar. 
Bill Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to candy bars, which contain around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So, go clear out all your stashes, put Built Bar where the candy bars used to be, and let's see the results, all right? Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. So we're about to land this thing, but long story short, I've got our women's basketball team winning one by about 10 points. I, I think that we're going to see um, about a 65-75 victory here. Uh, I think that this team has grown and they're, they're learning what they need to do. And they've, they've seen uh, the differences between last year and this year. And, and they've, they've bought in an, an influx of new talent and energy that I think will do a lot to carry this team forward. And also, Westmore has built a team with some longevity, with some staying power, with some when this group of characters leaves, when this current group of stars leaves, there will be players coming behind them. Again, think about this now. Jada Boyd isn't starting on this team. Diamond Johnson is not starting on this team. Okay? That is absolutely crazy to think about. That's crazy to think about. So, we're going to love to see what happens with this team going forward in the future as they, you know, as they grow and as they get better and, and, and seeing a team that is already at the top of the pinnacle, can we remain there with what we've done with the recruiting in the transfer portal? I think we can, but only time will tell. Also, I was nice to the men's basketball team, so there was that. I was super nice. So don't, I don't want to hear no more about I've been too mean and I didn't say nothing. Nice. I gave you nice things. Now, you better take those and keep it pushing. Wolfpack Nation, thank you so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.